I will not have her tunnel banded around this office willy-nilly. I can make that dream come true too, aka for you. Eat it out. There's people starving in the world, which I hate. Oh, love me. Pathetic. How are we then, Sam? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Long time, no record. No recording, yeah. Sort of, you know, just the, the constant, oh, when are you going to record again? Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, yeah, you're right. Just, yeah, leave it with us. All right. Um, uh, it, there's there's been none actually none none uh, no one's no, uh, one. no we've one. had we've had more people telling us good you're not coming back yeah good didn't want you to next please don't come back <laughs> um, yeah. yeah three months is a long time yeah it's been a long time but you've had a good enough excuse I've had a baby so you know, that still works <laughs> so there's your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then back with a back with a bang with uh, Baldy Boyd, Baldy Boyd, um, Mr. Boyd Hilton, absolutely. Um, entertainment director at Heat Magazine. He's written for loads of different various newspapers and magazines, and um, does a pilot TV podcast, um, which I certainly recommend going to. Um, and as you'll find out, got some great stories about Ricky. He's just in the biz, isn't he? Big in the biz. Yeah. Boyd, I can't wait to ask him about XFM. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we bring him in? Let's get into it. Let's get him in. Hey, Boyd. How are you doing? Hey. Good, thanks. How's it going? Yeah, not yeah, all good. good. We're um, we're getting there slowly. Pubs are open. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I feel I'm keeping you from. Um... <laughs> Friday night, Friday night fun. No, oh, we've both got two kids. There's no more Friday night fun anymore. Oh, good. Okay, that's good then. Those days are over. Good, fine. Well, fine. speak for yourself, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you found all the chaos, all the lockdown, and uh, yeah, the world going? Um, it's been absolutely fine for me. Yeah, selfishly, um, no problem at all. I mean, um, yeah, um, been working for home. Um, for 18 months and it's been a joy really so yeah yeah much more than that then can you That's how no yeah. no entertainment industry i guess has still been sort of ticking along so yeah like th especially yeah especially tv and film and stuff um uh yeah it's just adapted to it and um so i've had there's been more tv to watch and review and write about than ever and I mean, everyone pretty uh, much completed netflix last summer didn't they well, you say that, but they just keep adding to it. So, you know, um, no, it will no one will ever finish it. Oh, there was never a day that went past about, oh, you need to watch this. Yeah, I haven't got enough hours in the day yeah, for this. That's true. But that's my job. That, that's what I do it's every day. Fine. So, yeah, it's annoying. It would be annoying for you. I like everyone's Zoom backgrounds as well. That's been a lockdown uh, kind of hot hobby, isn't it? For everyone's, I can see it. Is that a little... It does look like a little sports photo there to your right shoulder. It's Arsenal, yeah. One, one of you is a Spurs fan. Are you both Spurs fans? Is that right? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm unfortunately a Spurs fan. Just you, Steve, yeah. Um, yeah, that's my Arsenal. Um, it's uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette together. 
um, yeah, signed, signed, framed photo. Well, back really up your street. <laughs> it's what I was say when we arranged this. I was really looking forward to being able to semi gloat about being the the yeah the least shit team in North London. But yeah, as though after Sunday, it's probably not going to be the case, and St Tottenham's Day is going to be back. Absolutely, yeah, I'm convinced that you're right. Yeah, mm. yeah. Then sorry, again. sorry about that. I mean, it'll be a poetic <laughs> moment on it. Last day of the season. No, I mean, you never know. You could be. You're playing. You're away at um, Leicester. It's not uh, happening. Leicester. Not Leicester. Leicester need. Leicester desperately need those points. Graham Potter's yeah. been linked with us, so it could be his interview. All he needs is a point. How do you feel about that? I wouldn't. Sorry, be this has turned into a football podcast. Um, <laughs> no, it's that, okay. Uh, um, yeah. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset. I would. I prefer him to someone like. Um, Roberto Martinez or Scott mm. Parker or or Southgate mm. or some of the others that have been mentioned. I think the Wolves guys um, re resigned today, hasn't yeah. he? So he's. I think he's the hot rumor. Is him? Is he going to go for um? I, Uno, what's his I, name? Nuno Spirito Santo. Spirito yeah. Santo. Yeah. I think I think that's people putting two and two together and coming up with a yeah. a pretty bang average Portuguese manager. To be honest, yeah, well, <laughs> aka the next manager of Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can't be any worse than the last Portuguese one, can he? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, sadly, what the what depression state of affairs? Just think of all the loan signings. Yeah, it's like mm. so to, the, the whole thing with um, Arsenal and Spurs. It's basically a, a battle about who can be the best looking in the Burns unit at the minute. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's charming, yeah. That's charming. Um, I think you'll find yeah. out our results since Christmas are we're, we're third in the league in, in the in the special I league we've invented. I saw that yesterday, and yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I actually had me a little bit worried. I thought, oh, maybe yeah. they are. Our form, well, our form has been pretty good since Christmas, yeah. So, but mm. well, anyway, I, I've completely turned it into. If you want to give me give me a quiz on Arsenal and Spurs, then I can do that. No problem. Wait, wait. I'll sort that for another time. Yeah, you know, okay. On Twitter or something, we'll, we'll do an Arsenal special. Yeah, bloody yeah. love football. Of course, that, that's a nice, um, hmm. your footballistically Arsenal podcast that you do. Yes, so yes. Seamless. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for reminding <laughs> everyone of that. I'm sure listeners to this podcast, there's probably like a crossover of about three people, I imagine. Oh, but that yeah. would be about three quarters of our <laughs> Well, yeah, we can we can yeah name them all normally. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had, we have had some sort of football crossover guests, haven't we? I mean, obviously Jamie Carragher's the big one. Ralph Little, we had a lot of football chat with Ralph Little as well. Oh yeah, I know Ralph. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe yeah. Lolly, don't forget Joe yeah, Lolly, Forest legend. There's a lot of um, yeah, big sort of office fans seemingly in in the football. Yeah, world. that's. I think you're right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you should. You should yeah, that, that, in fact, you could you could do a. You could make this just a thing, a crossover office football <laughs> comedy podcast, maybe. I don't know. We get really down to the niche. I like it. I like that. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Find it. Find the detail. I think yeah. it's interesting, though, because I think that if you look at the audience and the way that the office has kind of manifested itself in in, in British, uh, British culture, you, you see this sort of lads WhatsApp group just doing the quotes to each other. Mm. And I can see how that would transcend onto onto a football team easily. Like well, me and Steve have both played for the same team, and uh, unfortunately, no one else I don't think was on that level. But <laughs> if you get one or two more, then all of a sudden it's it's just quote 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 from the show. Mad. So when you're playing when you're playing in the team, do you do you um, 
is the banter in the dressing room just office quotes? Is that is that do you just speak it as like you're all David Brent and um is that what happens? There's certainly an element of that for sure. Yeah. yeah last um, time I last time I interviewed Ricky Gervais, creator, co-creator, <laughs> co-director, co-writer, star of the office, um, he told me that um loads of people tell him can married couples tell him all the time that they speak to each other in office in office <laughs> style. Either actual quotes or just in in the style of David Brent. And it kind of sustains people's relationships because it's a bonding thing between them. And instead of getting on each other's nerves, they can um, they can do that, which I thought was really sweet. I thought I really like that. It's, it's an interesting kind of subset of the sort of the way that it's bled into culture. I think that I think yeah. with with the WhatsApp group that that we're in, kind of like a, a podcast um, out of office kind of podcast WhatsApp group thing. Um, mm. A lot of our friends that are, are in that, I think they they almost go the exact opposite way. They tell us that um, they say something to their their other half, and they just roll their eyes and go, oh, "Are you mentioning yeah, you see, again?" <laughs> you need to find you need you need to find some of you know <laughs> to find the right partner with whom you can just live your life bantering office style. Well, that's yeah. it. When I first met first met my my now wife, I said, um, "Do you like the office?" And she said, "No." And I, I just, I just think twice whether it was worth doing. Yeah. Is uh, she a Spurs fan? She's, she doesn't really like football, so yeah. yeah. What well, have hey! you got in common? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Not really. No, it kind of works though. Opposites attract. Yeah, that's right? yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, opposites yeah. attract and all that. I think. Well, you have to say that. I think, didn't you? You know how Talksport have got their own um, like Talksport singles. Maybe we need to roll out. Like, <laughs> have they? I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, My I, God. Wow. I, often, I often hear it advertised. Like, uh, Talk sports own dating app, you mean? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Um, I, I always think I'm wondering what the kind of activity is like and the subscriptions on there. Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Office That's scary. Office widows. That's the other thing. When we, had, when we had Ralph on, Ralph, when we had him on, he said, people that like the office are clever people. They just are. And I think, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that's a, a worthwhile trait that you're a partner so <laughs> you could do office dating an office dating app let's narrow it down to that that's what you could do you do yeah i think yeah. that'd be great i think we've <laughs> style um it's the office singles um i was going to ask you later on what would you like to see uh, sort of done about the 20 year anniversary of the office mm. have you heard anything or are you aware of there being any kind of commemorative thing going here because we've been looking to do it we've been trying to speak to the bbc but they're an absolute nightmare yeah um let me put it this way um i would be very surprised if um there isn't an interview with ricky about it um coming up in time mm. for it so that will i'm pretty sure that will happen um it, it must do yeah, yeah yeah uh beyond that i don't know i think um to be honest, I think partly the trouble is that you probably couldn't get everyone, everyone involved to take part in one single thing. So if you look, if you if you're thinking of like a, um, you know, I mean, on Gold and uh, Dave and those channels, they they have regular kind of anniversary type. In fact, even not anniversary type. They did a thing on the Far Show, didn't they? That was an anniversary one, wasn't it? Where all the all every single living person who ever appeared on the Far Show seemingly was on that celebratory thing i don't think they'd be able to get that for an equivalent for the office so i think that's probably the main hurdle with mm. the, the idea of like a dream tv celebration of it 
Um, I just think, I just don't think you're going to have that right now. So I think you might have to just um, be happy with a pretty in-depth Ricky Gervais interview about it. Well, that, that would work. It's sort of, yeah. We've been, we've been looking to try and um, sort of put together ourselves a kind of a fan, kind of a fan-led thing, whether it's for the TV or the radio, essentially just different guests giving their little talking heads, 30 second, a minute little clip about oh, yeah, that, sort yeah, of that'd be nice, their, yeah. their thoughts on the show, how it's in, impacted on their, their mannerisms yeah. or their life. You know, it's, um, I mean, it's, I mean I'm definitely going to do a massive feature on it in, in my magazine. So yeah, I mean, that will happen as oh, well. Excellent. Yeah. It, it kind of, it kind of feels as though, unless you're like a, a super geek, like I'm sure we get, um, accused of being, you probably, you know, you wouldn't necessarily be aware of it. Um, but yeah, it would have been a real shame for it to just kind of come and go. It definitely won't just come and go. They'll definitely, as I say, you will absolutely get um, at the least Rick's thoughts. And I think, funnily enough, I think Steve Merchant is um, his his series, his BBC One series that he's made, um, he's created and is out quite soon. So I think he'll be asked about it anyway in the promotion for that. I think that will be out. I'm not 100% sure, but I get the feeling that will be out before July. Um, okay. So you probably, you'll definitely get, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced you'll get Ricky talking about it quite a lot. And I'd be surprised if you didn't get Steve talking about it separately on his own during his promotion, unless, he's, unless he just t- tells every journalist not to ask him about it. Um, I doubt he would. He's, very, he's a very lovely, yeah. uh, helpful chap. So I think you will get, some some pretty solid feedback and martin freeman now i'm thinking about it martin freeman because breeders his show starts again in about two weeks time he's probably done he's done a lot round of press for that um and i'm sure people will ask him if anyone so yeah i think probably you'll end up more as, as it gets closer to july the 20th anniversary i think you'll get more people talking about it yeah that's okay. i'm pretty cool. sure it's interesting it, it, it'd be interesting to see what can be said 20 years on that kind of hasn't already been uttered about it. It's uh, it's an absolute icon, isn't it, of, of, of just British TV. Yeah. Yeah, we, we try and, and I think we've done fairly well in getting different angles and, and different elements of, of yeah, of, of, of culture and, and feedback from different avenues. But uh, it, it will be interesting to see what everyone thinks, especially the cast from 20 years on. I mean, 20 years just seems, well, it's ridiculous. It's, it's insane. Yeah how long that's been Still yeah i mean i i wrote i've been writing about it for 20 years pretty much because I, <laughs> I i joined heat magazine um 21 years ago so um it's kind of mirrored um it's kind of mirrored my my career and life um and i've been on i went on the set of series two of the office which was one of my um i think it was one of my earliest set visits anything really and ever since then i've been i think i've been on the set of every single thing ricky's ever done um I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, so, I think you will get insights. I think that was my that was my um, name drop, gratuitous name dropping there. Um, but I think you will get, yeah. I think because actually, in thinking about stuff in retrospect, does make people think about stuff in a different way. I think, and there's probably stuff that um, certainly from Ricky and Steve's point of view, they probably wouldn't have admitted almost, you know, about influences and stuff like that. That 20 years on, you know, they'll be happy to. Um, to talk about yeah um, makes sense yeah i think uh, steve's frozen on my screen i don't know about you um, yeah, sam but steve's frozen in like a quite an evil demonic um 
image. I'm not trying to get a little print screen of that one. Yeah, just take a shot of that because yeah. Ellie's gone. Yeah, that was like something out of The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love that. You'll love that. It's uh, yeah. yeah, the joys of modern technology. There you go. That's it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the best ones left. So uh, we often get feedback about that. I think uh, yeah, the listeners will probably be happy. So um, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I think you're right on the um, on the. Yeah, the the looking back and the the insights that that sort of crop up, I guess. Yeah, when when you look back in retrospect, I'm really interested to see more of of the influences and uh, and I think looking forward in terms of what then they have influenced and and you look mm. at the span of that type of TV and and what came. Uh, it's um, yeah, it needs to be acknowledged. Really, I think it's. Um, Oh yeah, I mean it changed the, it changes the face of TV comedy 100%. I mean that and the royal family funny enough you talk you talk about Ralph coming on. Um uh but those two shows yeah um, quite coming starting quite close together. I think the royal family started in 1999 off the top of my head. Um and just that kind of realism you know of both of the shows. Um they absolutely changed the face. They made they made studio type sitcoms didn't they like some kind of broad studio sitcoms with an audience um quite unfashionable and gazillions of fly on the wall style faux documentary comedies resulted after the office you know from modern family i mean you know yeah onwards there's one there's a new one every year in fact there's a new one i saw a new one american one traded for an american one yesterday which just would never exist without the office yeah exactly that it's, uh, it was funny, actually, Ralph was saying that he, uh, it, obviously, he, he acknowledged the, the, the genius of the show, but yeah, he's a bit pissed off because uh, they, they'd kind of come in and, and I think launched first and then all of a sudden the office came and just blew it out of the water pretty much and it was just battled for those two for for all the awards for from, from then on, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Although the Royal Family got way, more, got way bigger ratings, to be fair. Yeah. So he didn't, he didn't lose, they, did, they didn't lose in that. In that regard, I think I remember uh, the office was given like worse ratings than women's bowls or something in the first. Was it one of the pilots or maybe the first episode? And uh, and the first series actually didn't massively land until it was replayed. I no, think. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it got one and a half million on average. First series, I know I happen to have these stats in my head. If this is part of the quiz, this would be good. One and a half million on average, series one. Then, they, as you say, they repeated it before series two and it got two and a half million. There you go. Um, you do the math. Between two and a half and three. And that was a big moment, I think, for them that they realised it was becoming like a word of mouth phenomenon. Um, and then series two grew until they did the Christmas specials. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of grew and grew and grew. Love it. Yeah. It was, uh, I'm a massive fan of the all the older XFM uh, radio shows as well. And, and oh, yeah. Cult following of that as well. And I think there's there's definitely reference to you on there with uh, yes the yes so, there are quite a few yeah I did yeah I, a few references yeah because um, I used to write about it every week the XFM show um, in heat and um, so he would refer to me yeah and oh. I've got quite as you can see from this well listeners can't as you can see I've got quite a bald round head I'm not it's not a million miles away from Carl Pilkington um, so. There was that association as well that um, we both had quite round, bald heads, um, which Ricky, I think, liked, enjoyed. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That would be, it was amazing that he would every now and then refer to me. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible, really. Did he, did he squeeze your head? Like he, like he's, he's... he has a couple of times. There's a couple of, they did an interview with him once where um, he wrote 
stuff on my head. He wrote, <laughs> um, I can't remember what he wrote. I might, I'll have that picture somewhere. I think that's on his um, website, isn't it? I did, I did see that. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, um, and he, I think, definitely squeezed my head that time. <laughs> and um, we done, we did a few photo shoots. Um, we did a photo shoot, like a kind of horror setting. I think because probably because whatever he was doing came out Halloween. I think that was the justification for it. Um, and it's like green lighting, and I'm, you know, like a dwarf with my on my knees, standing on my knees next to him. So I look like a dwarf next to him, fully. That was his idea. Um, there were a few of those type of incidents, yeah. yeah. What was it like to, to kind of critique the XFM shows live? Because, I mean, really and truly, it was it was pants, wasn't it, from a radio show perspective? But it's, it was so bad, it was brilliant. And it, uh, I think now it has this kind of like cult following that you can literally, I mean, I could probably do all of the series word for word, I think. I, I've listened to it over and over again that many times and know many people that are the same. But I'd love to. I'd love to know what the kind of live take at the time of that show was, because they weren't big names then either, were they? It was uh, no made it yet. Um, I think it was just the joy of listening to two, um, well, three men, two men, and and the Carl element, um, just bouncing off each other and rambling, and um, it was quite. It, there was them and Adam and Joe, in fact. My yeah. memory is, I haven't checked this factually, but my memory is that roughly at the same time, Adam and Joe were also doing, were they on XFM to start with? I think they were. Were they on XFM, weren't they? And then they went to, yeah. And then they went to Six Music and they did. So there were these, both of those shows I loved because, I mean, you say it's terrible. Um, oh yeah, that's that's probably- I know what you mean. It's, it's not, no, I know what you mean. It's not un, un, radio. It's, it has a kind of disrespect for the norms of what a radio show- Right, is. undisciplined. Yeah, that was, but that's the joy of it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's so what, that's what's so good. you'd have to wait, you'd have 10, 15 minutes of ran, rambling chatter <laughs> and then eventually you'd get a song played. Yeah, and they would get complaints about that, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, the management would be like, you really need to play more than three songs an hour, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> But they didn't give a shit, and they weren't going to be told what to do. Obviously, it was part of it. So that was the joy of it was that the the completely undisciplined, rambling yeah. nature of it. Yeah, and and taking the piss out of Carl, which then grew exponentially. I think as a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so, in fact, you've been, I haven't listened to them for years. So you've half inspired me to go back and listen to them. Yeah, I must go back and listen to them. But it's fascinating. Yeah, I'd I'd, uh, I'd inspire anyone who hasn't done the back catalogue. I know Ricky launched. It was kind of like the podcasting sort of founder yeah yeah came out of it so he was but many people i don't think delve further back into where the origins of, of that was on xfm i think that is when it's at its purest it's it's kind of yeah. just just genius as, as you say and yeah the, the just the one line is in there and the, and like you say just like three blokes sitting in a pub it's um it, it's yeah yeah and then you occasionally get a you're an idiot player record and then yeah <laughs> Yeah. monkey news yeah. monkey news <laughs> um i love monkey news a lot yeah and um for some reason i always remembered steve's story about going on a holiday somewhere do you remember this one and um walking into the sea and his in his um shorts falling down yeah. and that was one of the funniest i remember listening to that live on the bus i remember i was getting the bus into town <laughs> and listening to it live on a Saturday morning, I thought that was the, f- and I was absolutely in hysterics on the top of this bus. And he lost um, his glasses, a pasty yeah. man waving with his cock out. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. See, I mean, you have memorized it. I'm talking, I'm saying, do you remember? You're like, you've literally memorized every single line. Um, so yes, 
Uh, you see that I can't remember like stuff like that. I can't remember the actual quotes of anything. Just again in time for the quiz, but yeah. <laughs> no apologies necessary. Let's get on with the quiz. I think that's something that yeah, that's something that's definitely ingrained in us. Just that if there's a chance to sort of shoehorn a, a quote in, whether that's on social media or in a WhatsApp group or or even just like you say with the missus at home, it's um. Hmm it's now impossible not to take that opportunity. And I think there's definitely plenty of people out there that, that yeah, are inflicted with the same, <laughs> the same problem. Yeah. You're saying about you can't, well, you're not, you're not great at remembering quotes and stuff like that. Have you got any Patel particular favorite um, episodes or scenes or anything from the office? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think. I jump out. Surely everyone says, don't they? Does everyone says training? I think training is 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 yeah. the best episode. It's, it's the um, one theme we've had throughout just about every. Interview. Yeah. They say training. Yeah. Episode, so. I mean, I could pretend that it's not training just to be different, but yeah. it is. Um, I think it's Ricky's favorite episode as well. I think he said that. Um, and it's got everything. It's just got absolutely everything. It's got, you know, the songs. It's got. Um, the, the the there's been a rape up there which is one of the funniest yeah. moments in the whole <laughs> series um you've it's got um, after it that we've recently discovered the joy of you know what's yeah happened? if someone makes a bad joke we've just clicked just that five seconds of silence yes 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 that's a current favorite in the uh in the whatsapp group WhatsApp's yeah yeah the editing of it is phenomenal yeah the timing is incredible um You've got. I love it when he's when he plays. Um, it's probably Free Love Freeway, I guess. But when he play, when he plays Free Love Freeway, and um, Gareth is kind of doing a, a kind of harmony backing vocals and dancing away, and and um, Martin Freeman um, joins in, kind of thing, and like puts his arm around him. I love that bit. It's a little kind of um, it's a little kind of unexpected moment, I think, because I think genuinely they're kind of you know um, Tim is enjoying that moment. With Gareth, obviously, usually he absolutely hates him and thinks he's a massive um, twat. But on that at that moment, I think they're both having fun. When we spoke to Lucy, she said that that was kind of a bit improvised. I think yes, yeah, I think it was. That's right. She said that there wasn't really supposed to be necessarily that scripted, and they just kind of went with it, which is yeah, it's nice really. Yeah. Like it's nice to they found at least a little bit of common ground for a few yeah. seconds at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you've got. Tim professing his love for Dawn, which is a key moment in the whole thing, obviously. And um, you've got the the, the 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 song, the Diana song, which is topical right now, obviously. Um, so it's yeah, it's kind of it's just it's one of the greatest half hours of TV I think has ever ever made. I, w I would say that not just comedy. I'm talking TV. Oh, um, yeah, a lot. Every time that episode get yeah, that episode gets brought up, I think. For me, the, the Christmas specials are some of the best British TV of all time. But that's certainly that's certainly up there alongside the Christmas specials for sure. Yeah, you're right. I love the, absolutely love the Christmas specials. Yeah. The Christmas specials are perfect. I think the ending is perfect and all of that. So I absolutely love those. Yeah. But I think training just is as a normal episode, I think it's kind of, you know, it, it's just incredible. My favorite line is um Milligan Cleese Everett Sessions. It's my favorite line because um, it works so well in so many contexts. I use it quite a lot on Twitter. Um, I try and stop myself from using it all the time because yeah. you can adapt it to lots of different, in lots of different um, forms. Football works like Arsenal players I do it all the time. Just yeah. that 
that structure of the four names and Millenicles Everett, which are all, I mean, they kind of go in declining order in a way of, you know, um, <laughs> legendary status. Milligan Cleese, Everett. I mean, Everett was amazing. Don't get me wrong, but you know he was had issues. Then <laughs> Sessions, and the way he says Sessions, and the sound of that word Sessions is incredible. So that is kind of my the favorite. Delivery is unbelievable. It, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. I can I can imagine you using that when you're describing an old Arsenal back four. A hundred exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dixon, yeah. Adam, Adams, Dixon, Winterburn, Winterburn Sessions, Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um definitely yeah or our current you know any you could we could easily pluck four idiots from our current squad and um land on a, on the fourth one being um shaka it's not going to work quite as well but anyway yeah um yeah so that's my favorite i think that's my favorite line i think i think you're the first person that said that to be fair oh good good yeah. good i'm glad at least to be original because the fourth episode the the um the training episode is a very obvious choice, isn't it? So it's good to be, at least have some originality. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like being on the set? What was the what was the atmosphere like on, on that one? Did you get it was incredible? Around? It was incredible. Oh, I keep using the word incredible. Someone picked me up on Twitter the other day and said that if I, I keep saying incredible, I must stop saying that word. Um, so I'll try and say another word. It was fantastic. Um, what the unique so the unique thing about um uh Gervais slash merchant and certainly Gervais sets from then on and ever since you know it's got this unique thing about um they start filming you know at whatever nine and they stop filming at about four i mean it is unheard of in the in the, in the business yeah. and he established this rule for him because he's like well and and it's really it's it's absolutely unique and the crew love it everyone loves it because it's just you know why because it's loads in, in it's standard in tv to get people working you know 12, 15, 16 hour days, and it's it's awful. So he had this very civilized, you know, less than eight hour day. Um, there was that. I just walked on. I walked in. It was unbelievably um relaxed and um un what's the word? Um, you know, most sets, like if you go into a set of a big expensive TV show, there's about three publicists, you know, four um for ADs and myriad people looking after you, monitoring your every move and making sure you sit where you're supposed to sit and they don't, you're not wandering around and you're not um, interrupting and you're not going to get accidentally on camera. There was none of that. I literally just walked on, uh, walked into the to the set of, uh, um, and they were, they were about two feet away and I was like, oh yeah, just stand wherever you want, you know, as long as you're not <laughs> literally in the shot. Um, talk to whoever you want to want, talk to. Um, the episode they were filming was the episode of... Um, where Keith is filling in his his um his form, you know, Keith's got uh -huh. got got to um do his assessment. Amazing. So I kind of watched that scene being filmed, which is hilarious anyway, because Ricky famously wrote like a cock and balls on the back of um the script the, the the list of the things that that Keith had to fill in. So um, you know, he kept doing things like that. It was just he genuinely the, the atmosphere was unbelievably relaxed, basically, and funny, you know, and um I was I was fairly incredulous about how laid back it was, and but his, as I say it's like that ever since every single set I've ever been on of his shows, up to including Afterlife, it's just unbelievably um, chilled and funny, and him him he like he just likes he just doesn't want it to be serious, and um, he th he thinks I think it's definitely his theory that if it's a relaxed, funny atmosphere on set that that is transferred to the screen, and I think he's right because. Um, 
just everyone's having a, having a laugh yeah so that was my main memory of it really is having everyone's having a pretty good time and it didn't feel like you know they were ca- carving out a masterpiece of tv history it was like they're just filming it as quickly as possible as meticulously as possible and and that was it really um yeah, everyone yeah. i've spoken to they said it was if not one of the most enjoyable jobs they've ever had yeah i bet, I that, bet. that probably is a testament to the fact that it is so relaxed like you say i can i can imagine on imagine on some sets and you know every now and then you see these little behind the scenes things and it, everything does look yeah. very documented and very sort of clinical almost and like you know you've got to stand to the centimeter right here yeah um, so yeah just if nothing else it's just a little bit different which i think is going to keep people relaxed yeah. oh 100 yeah and he when he would deliberately um mess things up and corpse and you know undermine his colleagues um you know in a, in a funny way just to just to make him enjoy himself he just enjoys it more he just wants to have a good time um that's gonna that's he gonna, knows go on so that's gonna bring out sort of little impromptu bits anyway isn't it that's yeah be, right yeah like the um the, the quite famous viral afterlife um sort of outtakes yes. now when they're in the pub and they're just yeah. coming with yeah. and all that. You know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That is an incredible bit of outtaking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. legendary bit of outtaking. I, th- yeah. I think sometimes when one of Ricky's shows comes out, often the outtakes are almost as eagerly anticipated as the show itself at times. Hundred percent, because they know that he's that he has that style that there will be gold behind the camera as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, what he does now, which he didn't used to do in the office, but what he does now is they do they film they film the the app. He scripts everything meticulously. Everything, every single line is scripted heavily entirely. But at the same time, they film that as many times as they need to film, and then he will do a final um, a final take, which where people can do what the hell they want, and that's when those outtakes. I think that particularly, as you say, in that pub scene comes in because they just then they're just riffing on it and they're just trying loads of different ways of doing it um, and those are when it get you get absolute gold yeah comedy gold when people just come up with unbelievable stuff yeah i've got a wernham hog um business card somewhere that i, that I got, took from the set that's my one of my treasured possessions yeah i think it's over there we... look. Hold on. <laughs> yeah he's he brought that in he <laughs> went he went, he went in to get it <laughs> yeah He'd have missed that now. Yeah. I mean, this means nothing to the listeners, but I feel like I should show it off. If I can find it. <laughs> I used to have it in my wallet, you see. It's annoying. It's going to be a letdown if I haven't gone, isn't it? Put himself under a lot of pressure, isn't he? Yeah, put himself under a lot of pressure, yeah. No, it's some way. Anyway, yeah, I've got like... <laughs> <laughs> Should have prepared earlier. Yeah, I've got Wernham Hog business cards anyway. That's a hell of a bit of memorabilia, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If I could show you, it'd be even more impressive. There's a lot of a lot of stuff on the set that at the time would just be, you know, throwaway things. But now, I bet it'd be worth an absolute fortune. Some of that stuff. Yeah, I think so because there's headed paper. You know, that's proper Wernham Hog headed paper and everything. And um... one of the big things that always gets talked about is the Hat FM. Yes. Um, where yes. where that went. Um, you know, you'd be be hard pressed. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> In yeah. fact, actually, I'd say not great for the the listeners, but this is what you're playing for. This is oh. what you're playing for. I mean, it... it's a baseball cap, listeners, with our office written on it. The office podcast. So that, that's good. That's a good bit of um, 
merch that is a little bit of merch yeah we, that's yeah. Cool. we couldn't afford the the radio attachment unfortunately so uh, yeah the radio attachment is the key isn't it yeah that, is- that and the monkey of course in, in, yeah. in the yeah uh, i brought that yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you got the monkey yeah uh, okay yeah that's everyone every office has got to have one of those surely or uh, oh yeah yeah uh, yeah. Uh, yeah make sure you've got some batteries do you think the show like the office with the um some of the material at least that could be seen by today's standards as a bit questionable do you think this yes. Show, do you yes. think show, if it was made today do you think it would get commissioned it would get commissioned because the character is so brilliant because david brent is such a brilliant character and i think i think you know when they made that that famous um short um about the, the that character when he created that character and shot that video um, I think anyone, I think any TV executive would see how brilliant that character is and what a great performance it is, and they'd probably and they'd commission it. It would be diff- They wouldn't. They'd be asked to take stuff out though, for sure. And um, and I, as much as as sure as I am, they'd be asked to take stuff out. I'm equally sure that Ricky would turn around and tell them to fuck off. Yeah. So um, it well, would. It, 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 Sorry, go go on. On. I was No, I was going to say. I was going to say that was one of the, be- the beauties of. Of when they had it, they were nobodies, and they said, yeah. "We're going to make it how we want." Yeah, uh, take it or leave exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. And but, they were left alone by the BBC because it was cheap, and it was low risk. You know, and they kind of didn't really, they weren't really bothered. You know, the BBC. I think they just didn't. You know, they they and ha- and so they were given pretty much full creative freedom, which they've demanded ever since and got. But I think now it would be difficult to make it word for word, line for line for the BBC, I think they'd find it difficult. Mm. And so it would definitely end up on Netflix. And Netflix, I mean, you know, he's, call, he's calling, he's, he's saying Ginger Cunt, isn't he, on Afterlife. So Netflix lets him do what the hell he wants to do. Our child as well. Our child, exactly. So, I mean, um, he's, uh, he's uh, you know, and he has that conversation in, in about trans, the, the, um, and the, the, the baby, I mean, there's loads of stuff in Afterlife that, that would be unacceptable probably for the BBC to show. So... Yeah, it wouldn't, I don't think they'd get away with making it word for word on the BBC, put it that way. And, it, and, and they'd get crucified on Twitter and all that. They would That's absolutely sure. hit. Yeah, I mean, they would. And again, he'd be like, who gives a fuck? But yeah, they would definitely be crucified. The backlash would be incredible now. And yeah. just after every episode, I think yeah. Twitter would just. But be- I don't think, you know, that I, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched every episode repeatedly. I don't do a rewatch every, you know, every few months. But. The last time I did watch it, I, I, I was surprised by even though that it does skirt, it, it, you know, at, there's stuff that is brilliantly politically incorrect, and um, as you say, yeah, kind of would be. But it's all justifiable. I, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's one bit of it that isn't absolutely, you know, on the justifiable and, and uh, still stands up. There's no sort of gratuitous racism no. or no any kind of offence meant to anyone. Like you say, it's no. all. I think that's part of the brilliance of it that. It, if you understand the nuance behind it, you completely understand why that's funny rather than just offensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But people are stupid and people do and nowadays take stuff out of context and they would get they would get that would happen constantly on social media. Yeah. Absolutely. You find that more as you as you kind of work in entertainment and comedy that it's it's becoming harder to to kind of find that sort of I guess the the line isn't being tested as much potentially now as but you know it, it takes a brave person to kind of create that sort of um the punchline is always David Brent and the fact that he's the idiot that's getting yeah. however it's yeah. very easy with today's kind of lazy culture to sort of say well you've mentioned 
X, Y, Z topic, and 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 it's 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 across the line. So I don't know if that's I don't know how that changes at the moment. It's difficult. I think there are yeah I think there are um, there's loads of shows. It's funny because there's loads of shows that kind of fly under the radar a little bit and and are as as um, you know honest in their depiction of people being people being stupidly racist or sexist or or whatever homophobic and all of that like that um there are loads of examples of them and they can't they sl- it's, it's almost like if suddenly someone wakes up and notices something that's my this is my experience about writing about tv generally if something becomes a thing if a sh- comedy particularly if a comedy becomes a thing and everyone notices it and then someone will find something they're offended by in it and that become a massive story momentarily and equally or probably die down in about a few days and often you know comedians particularly get done for saying stuff that is considered um politically incorrect and they you know the, the whole this whole theory of cancel culture all of that and they kind of try and cancel them a bit but it doesn't really work because they apologize and then everyone gets over it and it's kind of like ricky's thing ricky's thing brilliant thing, he's never apologized and i think he's absolutely right you know that yeah. um he and, and and consequently he's absolutely um you can't get him you can't get to him on that anything. So, you know, he will say stuff that is, you know, testing the boundaries of of um, what you're allowed to say and not allowed to say. Um, and but he doesn't give a shit. And, and so he's completely, yeah, there's no way you can touch him. So it's, it's the people who do apologise, you know, the comedians do apologise in whatever, in, in their stuff, that are the ones that generally tend to get picked up upon and, you know, embarrassed and shamed in public and all of that. But I think it's, yeah, it's... um. There's definitely more of that happening. Get a number of shows that are kind of removed from listings and things like that, uh, and and then yeah, that yeah, n- none of Ricky's have, have really ever been able to like say because he stands behind everything and he's got the yeah justification there. And it's yeah, there, there's probably plenty that could still do that. Maybe they just they don't want to take the the gamble. Maybe I don't know. It's, um, you, yeah. Do you remember the yeah. show Monkey Dust? Yeah. 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 So was, animated I, yeah, I was, yeah i was watching some of that the other day and i was thinking there's absolutely no chance that would be on now <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's brilliant it's yeah i think i think very on pc would probably be a one way of describing yeah it. yeah um yeah it's just one of those yeah i remember it being random things that quite came edgy then, yeah and then kind of went away yeah david badilfo was one of the voices on it i think wasn't he i think there was a few um a few kind of yeah. Yes, and yeah. yeah, it's one of those strange ones. What, yeah. what kind yeah. of um, modern modern favourites then, in kind of in regards to sitcoms? Um, modern favourites when it comes to sitcoms. Um, I mean, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, uh, as Ricky does, obviously Ricky was in it. Um, yeah. One episode, brilliant episode. Um, that's probably my favourite ongoing. Um, series season eleven, I think it's about to will arrive later this year. And I think Larry David is a genius. Um, I like. There's loads of good comedy actually recently. I think there's lots of. I really like um, Feel Good. This was May Martin, who's a Canadian stand-up, and she wrote did this comedy with Charlotte Ritchie, in which they fell in love. And series two is out in about two weeks, which I've watched and is brilliant. Um, okay. And that. yeah, that's a really good show. Um, I really liked. Um, oh, I can see then off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. Ashling B's one, this way. 
Up Down was really good. I think she's great. Kind of about, she wrote a comedy about depression, which is quite bold thing to do. A little bit like afterlife actually, in that sense. You know, juggling um, funny stuff with stuff about depression and um, addiction and all that. Um, a lot of the people in Afterlife do really good stuff, actually. The cast of Afterlife is just, you know, um, Superb. phenomenal, which is why he's done a third series, because he loves the cast so much. You know, he can flesh out those characters. Um, uh, generally works for a lot of the same Diane people. Morgan stuff is brilliant. Yeah. Say again, sorry. Diane it generally works for a lot of the same people, don't you? See a lot of the same faces yeah. up on various projects. Loyal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Roy Connerty, she did a brilliant sitcom. Um, yeah. Game Face was great. I really love Game Face. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, yeah. Sort of a, lot of the, a lot of the stuff recently, um, like uh, People Just Do Nothing or This Country. Yes. Sort of this Country, yes. Yes. Newish. And you can tell that there's definitely a, a massive influence from The Office. Yeah, I've got you. When you disappeared, um, Steve, when you froze on our screens in a slightly <laughs> scary way, oh, that's a shame. Um, Sam and I were talking about uh, yeah, or loads of stuff that's been influenced by the office. But those examples are absolutely. So I think this country, a hundred percent. You know, this country is, you know, um, uh, it just, yeah, it absolutely has that feel. The fact that they have they've got the faux documentary thing immediately and the way they edit that and the way they stick quite closely to the reality of an of a docu-soap kind of format mm. makes it very similar i think it tone. Nice. i love it i mean it's great very slow and takes long yeah you know, one, one thing i noticed about that and the, the similarities they get that that cotswolds mundaneness into it so a bit right. like, yeah like in the office they'll have the the a shot of the just a printer you know, in that they'll have just a shot yes. of a random farming field or something. It's, it's exactly, 100%. Yeah. They really, really make it um, similar, I guess. Some would say mundane, but, you know, us Cotswold folk would probably say, you know, picture oh. beautiful. So, yeah. You're a proud Cotswoldian. <laughs> Proud's a strong word. but well, Some yeah. people say boring. Some people say scarecrow festival. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right yeah those shots those cutaway cutaways just like filler cutaways are, are, that's that's the um the grammar of of documentary making isn't it that the office brilliantly got and people did famously people i think he says you know he wanted them to think it was a real documentary the first few minutes and some people carried on thinking it was a real documentary for like you know the whole series i was going um, to say actually what was your kind of first impressions when when it first came out, were you kind of briefed the fact that it was a comedy? You knew the, yeah. the, the whole sort of setup. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you well, said, there are people that the people that went on for weeks without noticing. Yeah, I was very lucky because they did this brilliant thing with the, with the office, um, whereby the publicist for the office series one, um, who was called Amanda. Yeah, um, she. I don't know. I think with I think it was her idea. It might have been Ricky's idea. Um, but they unusually sent me, and they sent critics, I believe, not just me, but generally, you know, previews of the whole series. So video video cassettes, VHS cassettes in those days. Um, so I had the whole thing on one um, one eighty VHS cassette, the whole series. And the masterstroke of that was that. By the time you got to the end, I don't. If, by the time you got to the end of the first episode, it's really addictive. So by the time you realise 
the you get over the kind of quite quite deliberately slow elements of it as you say the the extended shots of the photograph here etc but by the end of the first episode you really want to you really care because they're already you know in there's already jeopardy about their jobs for example right that's that's you know that's in the first episode and so i carried on watching basically so i binged on the office series one as if you know, like you would now with Netflix and all that. It was like a really early example, and I remember, I reminded Ricky of this. I, I interviewed him about a year ago, you know, generally, and I said, "Do you do you, you know? Do you remember that the first series was sent out all in one go?" And he was like, "Oh, he, he kind of didn't. He kind of forgot, but I remember once I reminded him, and it was absolutely and, and that was the genius of it because I binged the whole thing. I thought it was absolutely brilliant by the time I got to episode six. So then, in my preview in Heat magazine, I, I loved it. For, you know, I think my very first preview of episode one was like, well, I know where this goes and it's brilliant. So, uh, so I, I gave it, you know, I think I gave it five stars and a really good review, which he saw. That's how I got invited on the set of series two, actually. Um, <laughs> so we did what well, I was absolutely aware without wanting to sound like a complete bellend <laughs> that it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant from the start. I have to say <laughs> I'm sticking to that, but mainly because of that thing of sending out all in one go. I've got a feeling, and I, I, I'm really conscious that I'm not kind of name-dropping loads, but I've got a feeling that Ralph Little, when we spoke to him, he said that he somehow got hold of the whole series. He started yeah. watching it, and he found it, it was yeah. like two in the morning, and he was like, oh, I've just watched all six yeah. episodes. Yeah, I think they must have sent it out to influencers that, that we wouldn't, you know, that's a word that didn't exist 20 years ago, thank <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think they were doing the rounds. Yeah, this tape of the whole thing. The whole series was doing the rounds among, you know, influ- people, important people, actors, and huh? yeah, you can definitely see that. Like back then, if you were given all six episodes, like you said, like you would do now with Netflix, I'll oh, go on then, just one more, just one more. Yeah, because yeah. it's so watchable, you could yeah. easily smash through a whole series if you hadn't seen it before. If it was just, and you thought, oh, well, exactly, I'll, exactly, I'll, yeah. So and it was unusual. It was unusually. It was. It was. I mean. It, I think I, I don't. I'm not exactly expecting to take any credit for it. I think you'd have to be a bit of a fucking idiot to not realise how good it was, you know, by the end of the first episode. I really do. It, it, you know, it establishes the the character so incredibly that first episode, because um, he makes, for example, he makes Dawn he makes Dawn cry, doesn't he, in the first episode? Yeah. And that is a bold thing to do in the first episode of a, of a sitcom. And it's <laughs> and it's not it's not funny crying. It's kind of it's quite distressing. You know, she's so good, Lucy Davis, at doing that. Um, that's quite shocking. I remember being quite shocked that there's what proper this woman being kind of bullied to tears in the first episode of this, you know, what's supposed to be a comedy, and thinking that was unbelievably brave. Did you know about the that, that scene? It was supposed to have a bit more slapstick in, wasn't it? We spoke to okay, I'm doing it again. When we spoke, when we spoke to Lucy, <laughs> Lucy. Yeah. She said that scene, it wasn't just her crying. It had something to do with her falling over, and they kind of decided that it would be better and more realistic and funnier yeah. in a way because they didn't want to just go down the yeah. whole slapstick route, but they wanted to just kind of keep it as it was and just keep her kind of crying, which adds a little bit to the realism, but again, adds to that awkward comedic side of it. It's just a problem. Yeah. Oh, I think the falling Silent. down bit would have been, they would have thought it was too, too broad. Yeah. 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 Bit of a, yeah. Sorry, Sam. What were you going to say? No, just uh, uh, just agreeing there in, in terms of that the prolonged silence and the cringe nature of someone the two blokes sat watching. Yeah, just a woman cry a practical joke gone horribly wrong. It just yeah, 
Yeah. My other story, here's, here's the big name drop story. If you want the, my, my greatest name drop story of, of The Office, Here this we is go. the big one. Here yeah. we go. Uh, this is, um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying this is no one's going to beat this. Trapping. Ralph Little. You can have your Ralph Littles, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the Christmas specials, right? So by this point... Um, Are we going to have a guess who this is before we, before we get there? Oh, well, it's... It's just Ricky. It's 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 just but it's it's a kind of story of what I of my experience is like a, ah, a gigantic um, uh, showing off. It's a gigantic showing off slash. So it's not about anyone and another name other than Ricky, basically. Oh, okay. And Jane. That's good. Right. Well, for an office podcast, you're not going to get much bigger than Ricky. No. Right. right. So, so I, I thought maybe there'd be an Arsenal legend coming out. Oh no 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 nothing like that. No no I haven't. I'd love to interview Thierry Henry about his office. It's very reference <laughs> to the office, but that's another. That's for another time. No, no this is just an experience of that, that I that one of the greatest moments of my life. Basically, that is related to the office. That um, I, when you asked me to come, I was thinking I must tell that story. So um, by the time of the Christmas specials. I'd been on the set, as I say, I'd um, been writing about it all the time. So I got to know Ricky quite well um, and et cetera. And I think it was because I'm trying to work out why this happened, but I think what happened was in my memory is I was on Liquid News with him. Do you ever, do you ever see Liquid News on BBC Three? Do you remember Liquid News? I, I, vaguely, I vaguely remember the it. Liquid News was a nightly entertainment magazine and news show on BBC Three. It was on about seven o'clock every night. Um, it was hosted by a guy called Chris, um, who was brilliant, who died, sadly, um, which is why the kind of the show ended. But it was an amazing show. And they used to get a journalist on and a star. Well, that was pretty much the format. So I'd have two guests every show. And I was on with Ricky one time. I think I was a couple of times I was on with him, actually. I think um, it might be the last episode might have been hit me and him as well. So I was actually on this show with him quite close to Christmas, it was in December. And um, and he was like, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, I can't wait for the Christmas special. It had been announced the Christmas specials were gonna be the, the, the last episodes of The Office. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, we finished editing. Um, and he was like, you know what? He goes, we finished editing last week. I've got the whole, I've got the, I've got the Christmas specials on, on tape. Do you wanna watch them? And this is like, so bear in mind, this is the beginning of December, fairly pretty much. Amazing. And I was like, do I want to watch, do I want to watch them? Uh, yeah. Um, he's like, well, I can't really lend them to you because, um, you know, I can't let them out of, you know, there's only like what, a couple of copies of them. I can't, you know, I was like, no, no, don't worry. He goes, I, and I was like, I was suggesting, you know, like don't, I, I can go into a room at the BBC and watch them, you know, under armed guard if you want. And he's like, no, 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 no. He goes, just come over. We'll go, we'll go, go to my place and we'll watch them. So he, we got a cab to his then flat in, which was in Russell Square. Remember, he used to talk about it quite a lot. He'd overlooking Russell Square yeah. in the top top floor flat, and me, Ricky Gervais, and Jane watched the Christmas specials of The Office. Ah, that's amazing. I don't think we are going to get a better story than that. Yeah, and what was incredible about? It, I mean, that was incredible. But I felt quite stressful about it because I was thinking, well, I've got to laugh because you know, before like on the way, I was like, this is incredible. But what happens if I don't laugh? What happens if they're terrible? Oh, what happens if they're really disappointing? You know, I'm going to sit there with him watching them and it's going to be excruciating. But I mean, of course, they were so brilliant. that I was absolutely pissing myself yeah. watching them. And he so he was pleased. I was the first person outside the, you know, the cast and crew to see it. And he was kind of pleased that a fan of the show thought they were brilliant. And I was like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I've been a great, great for him to see your reaction to the, the moment that Dawn turns around. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's the big payoff moment, isn't it? Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, with with um, Yazoo, only you in the background. Yeah, and all that. I remember banging on at him about the music choices. I love the music choices because I love Yazoo. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I love this song. It's like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, Christmas song for me now. When Christmas comes around, everyone's getting their Christmas music on, and that's generally mm. one of the only songs that I have on. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's timeless. In- Christmas it's in the same bracket as like E seventeen and Die Hard, isn't it? It's not, yeah. not a Christmas song or a Christmas film, but it is because it is, yeah. 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 <laughs> the office made it so, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's uh that isn't gonna be topped. I think all right, that's right. Yeah, it is a story, isn't it? I had to keep that secret, obviously, for a long time. I think I probably kept my I must have kept that I mean I'm told Lena, I must have boasted about it to, you know, <laughs> family and close friends, but I don't think I kind of yeah, I don't think I kind of I had to keep it secret for quite a long time, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, it was it was incredible. Absolutely. You had similar for Afterlife. Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, like he will send me stuff. Like he, I get to see stuff pretty early, yeah. Like he will, he will, um, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I guess uh, you know, it's it's nice. Yeah. I just go around there once a week now. It's not. I mean, that's the only other time. By the way, yeah, that that's that's the only time I've actually been in his home watching <laughs> it with him. That's not that's not a regular occurrence. That's never happened since. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how how do you feel about tackling a quiz? Go on, yeah, why not? Uh, now that we've warmed you up. Yeah. Bad him up. Bad him up. Um, and uh, Alan Partridge is on in uh, quite soon, so we have to wrap up some quite soon. Just so. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. yeah. That's quite good. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got ten questions for you. I've decided. <laughs> Actually, it's nine to half nine. No, we're fine. Sorry, it's it's, it's um, it's nine o'clock. Have I got you? Then nine thirty. I um, this time with Alan Partridge. We'll uh, we'll give you plenty of time for that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Right. Question one. What is the show that Keith watches repeats of? I can't remember. No, don't know. No, peak no. practice. Ah, peak practice. Peak yeah. Practice. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be naught out of ten. <laughs> Not for me. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What is the name of the poem that David reads to Dawn? Um. He knows this. That's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. It's not, um, oh, what the fuck is it? It's Wordsworth, isn't it? Is it Wordsworth? Is that right? No. It's his, It's one of his own, isn't it? Oh, it's his own. His own poem. Did you get I can't the... remember the name of it, no. This is going to be excruciating, yeah. No, can't remember the name of it. <laughs> Go on. Excalibur. Excalibur, yeah. Did you get the double meanings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, number three. Name of the male interviewee played by Robin Ince. Oh, that's on the tip of my tongue as well. You see, this is exactly why I can't, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. I might have to insist this is Kai Alf. You never cut anything out though, do you? Um, oh, what the fuck is the name of the, of the, of him? You see, I remember him grabbing the Polaroid from his hand and taking the picture of the, uh, of the woman. Yeah. Uh, is that down? Elliot something, Elliot? No, no, sorry. It's close. It's close. Stuart Foote. Stuart Foote's fucking hell, yeah. It's embarrassing, <laughs> yeah. See, I just don't memorise stuff. Did you, did you ever get a chance to hang out with Robin Ince? He's another sort oh, of... Oh, God, yeah. I love no Robin very well, yeah. Robin and I were on the um, final 
of the um, Fame Academy, the grand final of Fame Academy. We went to watch it and we were on the um, show afterwards, like the equivalent of the extra factor or whatever. Nice. Fame Academy, you know. And yeah, we and we and we spent the whole evening together, yeah, kind of watching in this bizarre situation. <laughs> yeah, me and Robin is, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Robin's yeah, Robin's a legend. What up, man? I bet he's got some good stories. Yeah. We'd love to talk to Robin. He's brilliant about he's fantastic. He's brilliantly he's the one who can puncture, you know, the the Ricky's um bubble, if you like. Um <laughs> that enduring relationship is brilliant. And one time I went to see I went to an early um, one of Ricky's live um, shows. I went to an early tryout kind of thing, you know, when he does a small, a small um, venue and he just, Soho Theatre, I think it was. And Robin was there and um, we went back to see him afterwards and I was banging on about, I was being, I was sucking up to Ricky. I was going, I was brilliant. It was fantastic. And Robin's like, it wasn't that good. It just wasn't <laughs> that good. You know, it's the first tryout. You don't have to, you don't have to say it was good yet. You know, it will be good eventually, but it wasn't that funny. So yeah, he was Oh, you gotta love that. So I think yeah. I think you're right. If you know, if if me or Sam or a lot of other fans of the office, if we went up, we'd be probably disgustingly sycophantic and oh Ricky, that was brilliant. And yeah. yeah. Like, well, it's all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, Don't say that. Just don't say that. Don't encourage it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've successfully diverted from the quiz. <laughs> um We'll, we'll go through. We'll go through the rest of the questions. Okay. What is smudged on the gusset of the pants that hit David in the face? Smudged on the gusset. That's a good question. <laughs> it's a great word itself, gusset. gusset. Yeah, it is. Um, don't know. Marmite or Nutella. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, okay. I've watched it, by the way, but yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, there's only so much memory that your brain has got yeah i mean my mind particularly yeah and yeah. the amount of tv that you must have to consume yeah like, like yeah. if if i was in your position i'd be lucky to remember my own name as well mm. i mean but, seriously i've probably watched it i must i've probably watched the office every year since it came out i've probably watched it 20 at least 20 times i'm sure you you two watched it more than that but um and i don't still don't remember stuff <laughs> I don't remember how, as, as is clear from this quiz, but you know, it's like the same with Alan Partridge. Those are the two I've watched every episode of anything Alan Partridge has ever done, millions and millions of times. And I still don't, won't remember, apart from the really famous phrases, you know, uh, back of the net, etc. But people quote Alan Partridge to me, and I'm like, <laughs> that's really funny, and I've forgotten it completely. That's my continuing explanation of why I'm doing so badly in this quiz. But the joy, the joy then of every time the rewatch comes, and uh, yeah, it's almost like living it through again. Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why Milling, Milling, Cle Cleese Milligan Everett Sessions is the only one I can remember. It's the only four words I can remember. <laughs> that and Winnersh and Didcot and Yateley, that speech is great, by the way. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's unfortunately one that's probably going to come up in a couple of days' time when Arsenal qualify for the, the conference. Yeah, yeah, uh, true. It'll yeah. be the uh, Arsenal's opponents. Yeah. Always yeah. the same. Okay, what does Gareth have to do all day on Red Nose Day? Does he have to do it all day? Snuck in a question there. To be fair, this one is relatively niche. It doesn't get a big. It's not a. It's not a big thing made of it. Um, I don't know. On one leg. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in there. Yeah. Um, what are the name of Donna's parents? Oh, <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> 
You said they were going to be easy. Clue, clue, clue is it's, uh, Steve Merchant's parents. Oh, very good. Um, um, yeah, Ronald Elaine. He's a not only is he a copper, he's a bloody big bugger and all. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, according to David Brent, what is the name of the main brewery in Swindon? Oh, a lovely drop there. Lovely drop. Just the eight pints for me last night. <laughs> You're very good at sneaking these uh, <laughs> these quotes in. Um, I don't know. Courage. courage. I think it is courage, actually. Very good. Um, okay, what is the name of the magazine that David Brent is interviewed for? By Olivia Coleman, no less. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, she finally got her Oscar, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Something to do with paper or yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> it's inside paper. Inside paper. Thank I've, you. I've, I'm gonna have to give you that. Thanks. I've got one. <laughs> one out of ten. Uh what did the office slash it's gonna be David Brent, isn't it? Used to call Malcolm. He said he cla- he claims we used to call him. I think mm. no, it was it was just him. It was affectionate. <laughs> <laughs> This is on the tip of my tongue. Malcolm. Oh. No, can't remember. So who loves your baby? Yeah. Yeah, kind of great. Good. <laughs> um, okay, and then last one. TV, TV related. Yeah, so I'm just getting something, yeah. <laughs> Carry on, I'm listening. Uh, what is the name of the game show devised and hosted by David Brent? Oh, the game show, the game show device and hosted by David Brown. No, I can't remember. You've just imagined upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Upstairs, downstairs, the quiz hosted, device hosted by David Brent. Yeah. Which yeah. I'd be up for watching. No, oh, 100%. Yeah. Go upstairs and grab a clue. I found this. That's where it, that's where it is. Yeah. So. Ah, yes. Can you see that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Official. Official. That's awesome. Yeah. I, know, I know you wouldn't want to sell that, but I bet that would be worth a fortune now. I don't know. Maybe. You'd Maybe, yeah. Surprised. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'll get. I'll sell. I'll give it to you if you don't. If you don't run that quiz, yeah. That's the. No, I won't. No, I don't give a shit yeah. about the fucking quiz. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many. I wonder how many Ricky would get right because he told me once that he forgets quite. He forgets quite a lot of it. He forgot quite a lot of the lines. You know, there's the bit about um, the tampons. <clears throat> Who yeah. uh, does your tampons? Yeah, because some he, he told me someone once said that line to him in the street, and he totally forgotten that line that they, that, that happened. Well, we so. we um for probably every episode actually we did we um we used to ask right at the start is did you get an agenda for tonight's chat essentially obviously yeah the, the line in the show where is did no get an agenda yeah no get an agenda did no get an agenda. I remember that yeah and the only person that got that or didn't get that bit was when we got to Lucy Davis and she was in that scene. Brilliant. And she that, was in that scene. Yeah. It's, it's kind of easy, I guess, for us nerds to forget that it was just a job for these guys. And uh, yeah. it's not, you know, it, it, for us who watch it and, and, and literally just spiel it out hourly. It's um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. For, for you professionals. So um, there's no shame in it. Absolutely not. But, yeah. Yeah. That was Jennifer, wasn't it? Who, um, 
Yeah, he didn't yeah. have the agenda for. Yeah, yeah. Special, uh, special filing cabinet for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, because you know we can never really test that unless it, it happens. If if you just pass pass our number on, then uh, yeah, we'll we'll have Ricky on. Okay. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. I think they can never do. Uh, there's quite a few. Your your podcast is is part of a whole genre, isn't it? Of um, there's a, there's the Alan Partridge one, which I listen to quite a lot. Um, Monkey tennis. Monkey, Monkey tennis. tennis. Shout out to them, friends of the show. Yeah, and they've had you know they've had the sporting characters on, um, sporting cast members on. Love, lovely uh, interviews with Tim Key, I think, haven't they? And um, but you can ne- you, but Steve would never go on. Steve could never go on. I think you just have to accept Ricky can never come on. It, it would. It's like breaking the. Breaking the magic, isn't it? Breaking the spell. That's oh, my yeah. feeling. Yeah. Whenever we put it out to to listeners, to polls, and 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 doing the kind of the the, the quizzes that we've done with uh, with with uh, fans of the show, and and obviously anything that we do interactively, it's always a, an opportunity to hear from Steve. Is actually generally seen as the the kind of the popular choice, and I think because he doesn't really have the massive social media presence and sort of. Yeah, the sort of yeah celebrity persona necessarily that, that Ricky's sort of built himself. That yeah, I think that would be the one that yeah, everyone would love to get that side of the story on it. But uh, again, it's probably unlikely really that that he'd ever yeah. like say break that wall, which is which is a shame. But I I do understand at the same time. Yeah. yeah. What did you think about the? I don't want to say the the film because it's not necessarily a direct relative, but of course it there is the the David Brent. Um, life on the road life on the road yeah right? yeah what do you think about that i enjoyed it i think um i think you have to regard it as um not i think if you think of it as not the tv not not the big screen version of the office right yeah. which from, from from certainly from ricky's point of view it isn't from his point of view and i think you know you have to see it in that context it's 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 a film about david brent you know it's a david brent film it's um the consequence of you know, Ricky wanting to create a kind of album of David Brent songs, you know, expand on the songs that, that that were mentioned in that episode, in the training episode and all of that. And to kind of just do a kind of um, film, just do a commemorative film of the character. Then I think it's really enjoyable. You know, it's really enjoyable, entertaining. And I, and I, and, and I watch, you know, I watch, I watch it quite regularly. I, get, I always enjoy it, but it's different. It's not try. Thankfully, you know, it's not, you know, there, you know, there are moments in the office, aren't there? There are occasional moments, glimpses of yeah. that different office that he's trying to um, trying to worm his way into and stuff. Um, so, on that basis, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I enjoyed it a lot, but um, it, but it's but it's not a film of the office. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's just different. It that's reminds true. me of Alpha Papa. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think one of our guests referred to it as Red Button Brent. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Brent, but it's not the office. So yeah, but I think Ricky would absolutely go along with that. You know, yeah, I don't think he sees it as it's not. It's different. It's out of the. Um, it's out of the. What's the word I'm looking for? The mythology, if you like, of the office. It's separate. It's a separate thing. Definitely. It's like he wanted to just be a rock star for a bit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That, that life. And I don't. Yeah. Even, and the musical side, I I, I always say this. <laughs> it's brilliant. The album. Oh. It's great. The songs are great, aren't they? Absolutely, hundred percent. He, the, uh, you know, he says this, but yeah, he wants to make the songs not comedy songs, but they work. They, the, the melodies are great. You know, "Free Love Freeway" is a fucking brilliant song. I'm sorry, it's, it's a great tune. It's funny, but it's not like wacky comedy songs. So, 
it's that fine line, isn't it, between those awful comedians who are like, you know, go on stage with a banjo and sing a terrible, really obvious kind of comedy song. Like a kind of substandard Victoria Wood. Victoria Wood was brilliant, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. then you get like people trying to do those songs. Whereas whereas the uh, foregone conclusion songs are properly constructed little pop songs that have that are character that are funny because of the character because yeah. of David Brent creating them exactly that is what makes them great yeah so I think as you're right I think that film was all about that yeah wasn't it celebrating that element of it, it was a different thing he'd never ever do he'd never do a film of The Office you know or or any more no. or anything so Try, trying to get tickets for the tour. When he, mm. he went, he took foregone conclusion on tour, didn't he? Yeah, and it was impossible. Literally, yeah, I saw them at Eula in in uh, in, in town. Yeah, ah, sorry, yeah, no, there you go. And yeah. it was great, and it was really, and they were a really good band, yeah, because they had the proper, you know, yeah, those musicians, the um, uh, Radiohead, wasn't it? I think, um, uh, is it Radiohead? No, not Radiohead. It's um, oh god, so this is it. I can't remember anything. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's not right at all, is it? Um, no, it's not. Um, Razorlight, huh? Razorlight, thank you. Well done. Yeah. Razorlight. Well, big, oh, begins with R. Yeah. You, you say you, you say you don't remember any of the the lines. That's the second time during this Zoom <laughs> call that you've given us a huh, and which <laughs> is genuinely one of the again the WhatsApp group staples. Huh? Just, <laughs> just a, huh? Perfectly timed. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I have those moments. Yeah. Oh, I, can I know you've been throwing them in on purpose. Yeah. It's very, it's very infectious, isn't it? Though that that is, because yeah. I, 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 you know, I have those episodes before, and you do get people sinking into kind of Brent, a kind of Brent style way of speaking, um, because it is so. Yeah, once you start talking about the show and about him, it's quite easy to slip into into. Again, so, yeah. it's something that we say a lot of the time with our guests is that it's one of the, the office and football are those kind of things that once you're at a wedding or something, you're put on a random table with people. You know, they're two things that if the person that you're next to, some random, someone's cousin, uncle, whatever, if you can find common ground with football or the office, then you're good to go. You good know, that, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You've, got, you've got a friend all night then. That's yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I, I'm I'm conscious about taking up all your time. I know you, you want to get off and watch some partridge. Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen it three times already, but I don't need to see it. Well. <laughs> I, I am a huge fan, as, I may, as that may, may becoming clear um, of of Alan Partridge. Yeah, as, as as one of the things, few one of the few. Um, Ricky talks a lot about American influences, right? On on stuff, you know, Spinal Tap and um, uh, you know Seinfeld and Woody Allen, these kind of people, Marx Brothers. Um, but one of the few, um, interestingly, the last time I interviewed him. We talked a bit about the office, and he said, and he was telling, he's talking about how um, he was hoping to get a, a section of the Alan Partridge fandom when they, when that, that was one of the shows that he referred to, that when they started, when they created the office on BBC Two, and they very, very rarely ever refers to kind of British, you know, that kind of era, fellow, you know, do you know what I mean, kind of peers, if you like, peer group people. But I think he has got an appreciation of, of the brilliance of Alan Partridge. Yeah, it's hard. I, just, I just throw that in. <laughs> I think my, my last question that I had anyway was um, who would you rather have in charge of Arsenal Brent or Neil <laughs> neither um, I mean Neil I mean <laughs> just because I mean Brent is incompetent I mean you have to the he's way, lazy Neil's, Neil's more of a rugby man though isn't he he is more of a rugby the way, man the but... Neil would be very Neil would be like a Benitez 
or a Daesh. It'd be very, very yeah. strange. Well, you're not Emery, actually. You're not more, more to the point. <laughs> and Brent um, would just be all out. You know what? Yeah, that's a stupid answer. I take it back. I take it back 100%. Of course it's Brent. You'd have Brent. It'd be fun. It'd be more fun with Brent. Yeah. Imagine scoring a goal and having Brent sprint yeah. down the touchline. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know why I said. I think I was thinking too much about actual success. <laughs> you know, I think because because um, the thing about Neil was he was like Brent in some ways, but he was he was better at everything. Really, yeah. I mean, you know, that was the point of him, wasn't it? He was kind of more, you know, he was like just he was actually competent, whereas yeah. Brent it's was. Not, sometimes you just need a bit of entertainment, don't you? Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So I've changed my mind. Yeah, I'm going. Football. Yeah, I'm going for David Brent over. Um, the, the narrative of it, though, obviously, Brent must have been competent at some point, and it the whole. Sort of, Why do you say that? It was a stitch up. Um, no, because you buy that are you clinging to the to the notion that you have to be talented to rise up in the world of? Um... I was going to say, Sam, have you ever met some middle managers? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, there you go. Jokes on. How, how can I hate middle managers? <laughs> I am one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're very talented and competent, and um, nah. not lazy. But Brent, I'm afraid, was 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 a symbolic of of that was the whole point. Really, was that yeah, bosses are often bosses who rise to that height, you know, in whatever industry, including by the way, the BBC, uh, you know, um, uh, are can be absolutely terrible. It's it's easy to get there out of yeah necessity or just yeah. You know, luck of the draw, really. I mean, exactly. Without going too corporate, you, I, I can see that that would have been. You've got people that are very good at doing the job and their skill sets there. But as soon as you're then put in charge of people, that's a totally different skill set. And uh, and unfortunately, he, he didn't have that. He, he didn't want to have those difficult conversations. And uh, I'd love to have seen Brent in an interview. Cool. I reckon it'd be yeah. fantastic at bamboozling the person giving the interview. Wow, he's aphasia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, last question for me, Boyd is who's mm. going to finish higher, Spurs or Arsenal on Sunday? Oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. Yeah, I think, I think Arsenal are going. To, I think. Well, we we've got Brighton at home, which I mean, if we don't win that, then we don't deserve to finish above Spurs. Spurs have got Leicester away. I mean, we only need. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we win and Spurs lose, then we go above them. So I think that, and it's it's got to be the poetic. Final day. It's happened before, hasn't it? Gone to the final yeah, day. Oh god, it's happened several times. Several before. times, yeah. So, the, yeah, uh, the Arsenal away at West Brom games. Right, still, right. I still have nightmares about that. Yeah, yeah. So I think I would be amazed if it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be nice if it if it would go in our favour for once. That yeah. Would, that would be nice. We'll, no. we'll try and get this out before Sunday, will we? I think we probably will, won't we? So we we'll... have to now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, that this conversation will be redundant if, um, <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if no you pressure, don't. Sam. Yeah, yeah. The nature of editing. There we go. Yeah, wow, easy, isn't it? Uh, It'll be fine, it'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, fine. but really appreciate your time, boy. It's pleasure, a pleasure, and uh, and please do stay in touch, obviously. if... Uh, yeah, you get any nuggets or invites to go and watch Christmas specials or anything like that? <laughs> I will, yeah. I will. Thank you. We bloody love I it. I think I've... Oh, yeah. We'll send you a hat. Steve's donned don the hat. Thanks for the hat, yeah. yeah. We'll send you a pap. Thanks for humiliating me with the quiz. Um, <laughs> should, we do, uh, should we do one sort of Brent pose for the uh, for the old Twitter? And uh, we'll let it go. One thing. You can put the cap on for that, can't you? Publicise it. Push the merch. I generally just go with the one of these. Mm. Yeah, there we go. All right. Love it. Good work. Brilliant. Cheers. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah. Cheers. Enjoy the partridge. Thank you.
Big bye. Sense. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. There we go. Yeah, what a man. And I don't think we'll ever hear a better Ricky story. Yeah. Does that mean we have to stop now? Is that it? We've completed it. Completed it. And well, unless we get invited to the, I don't know, Ricky, give us a call, mate. The old fucker. How are you? Oh, fucker. How are you, boy? How are you, boy? Um, yeah, I think um, unless we get invited, I don't think there's going to be a better story of someone on this podcast of their sort of meeting Ricky and uh, having that kind of insight, I guess. Uh, well, challenge there. I want to find someone that strikes his cat. Okay. Strokes Ricky's cat, then uh, let us know. Uh, Write into us at uh, out of office podcast catstroking.org.uk. It's it's probably, to be fair, I think it's only going to be Robin in. It's going to beat him, right? Should we try and get Robin? Let's get Robin on. I think we have to, don't we? Oh, Robin. Yeah. Just for that, if nothing else. That's a like fluffy egg. That's, <laughs> that's boosted our chances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never mind. Um, well, we, we've had a little breather, haven't we? Had a little break, but obviously it's uh, the big anniversary coming up. So we'll be starting to uh, get some more regular episodes out there for you. And uh, yeah, if there's anything that you, you want to share with us on the 20 year uh, celebration, then uh, get in touch. Obviously, uh, more than welcome. We want to hear everyone's thoughts. Um, you know, we're all in it together. Send us an email at uh, outofofficepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter, we, we're generally fairly busy, outofofficepod underscore. Um, yeah, let us know your feeling. We're going to perhaps try and reach out to um, the fans and try and perhaps get some bits and bobs before the, the anniversary, maybe trying to put something together. Um but we'll we'll sort of share a bit more about that when we know a bit more. Um, in the meantime, all right, all right. <laughs> See you later. See you later. And the funny thing is, it's Boyd, Boyd Hilton, I think, of Heat that wrote it. Well, he's got a little bald head. Yeah, they didn't slag him off. Yeah, but on the end of his review, does it say, you know, written by <laughs> Baldy Boyd? No, because it doesn't matter. It's a magazine. Don't worry about it. Baldy, baldy, baldy boy. Baldy, 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 baldy boy. Baldy, baldy, baldy boy. Baldy, baldy, baldy boy. Baldy, 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 baldy boy. Baldy, baldy, baldy boy. Baldy, baldy, baldy boy. Baldy, 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 baldy boy. Baldy, baldy, baldy boy.